0: Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and Attention Coach, Jeff Copper.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach, Jeff Copper. Tonight, our topic ADHD lessons learned from the theater and athletics. And with us in our virtual studio is Roger DeWitt, um, who was a fascinating individual. We have a great interview, uh, interview for you coming up. But real quickly, some announcements. Tonight is Wednesday, June the 27th in the year 2018 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'd like to thank Lori uh for inviting me to be a guest speaker in the 2018 Success for ADHD Telesummit that will take place July the 23rd to the 27th. Of 2018. I'll be speaking about ADHD working memory and overcoming project procrastination. There will be a host of other experts, uh, and to learn more and to register, go to succeedwithadhdtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. Also, tonight's show is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Uh, We're offering you two free digital copies of uh, Attention Magazine. Um, If you'd like to receive those, all you have to do is listen to a few shows. In each show, we're going to share a secret word. Um, And if you will email me uh, the secret word and the date of the show or the secret word and the title of the show to attention at attentiontalkradio.com, then we'll send you uh, two PDF uh, versions of attention. uh, to a current in and in a future magazine again just listen to the secret word and s- send us an email at attention at attentiontalkradio.com. again tonight's show is being brought to you by chad they have a tip that we want to share and we'll get into the show do you need practical strategies to improve life at home and school for your child with adhd parent-to-parent family training on adhd was designed with you in mind Through this training, you will gain a better understanding of ADHD, treatment options, helpful tips, effective strategies, and more. To learn about this program, visit chad.org forward slash parent, the number two, parent. Thanks Chad for uh, bringing us that spot uh, for those that are not aware children and adults children and adults with attention to deficit hyperactivity disorder are the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD we encourage all of our listeners become uh, uh, members of Chad uh, there's lots of great information great resources great benefits but the biggest reason is to support the organization because they help us speak with one voice on Capitol Hill and uh, different regulatory agencies uh, they're very involved a, uh, a thriving child is a thriving ADHD community. So uh, with that, let's get into tonight's show. Um, the cool part about tonight is we're having Roger DeWitt on. And yes, for those that are interested, if you listen to the intro and you've been listening to the intro, that is Roger's voice. Um, he was kind enough to, uh, to share his talents with us uh, to do, redo our intro a couple years ago. Uh, Roger has been a coach for 17 years and got his ADHD coach training from the ADD coach Academy, where he has been a senior trainer for 10 years. He has achieved a Master Certified ADHD Coach designation from the Professional Association of ADHD Coaches and a Professional Certified Coach designation for the International Coach Federation. Roger also mentors other coaches. He grew up in the entertainment industry and has spent over 47 years as an actor on Broadway, in regional theater, and in television and film. Some of his credits include over 1,600 performances of Phantom of the Opera, over, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> over 30 other musicals across the U.S. and several Hanna-Barbera cartoon roles, such as the voice of um, Sam Spacely on The Jetson. His clients quickly learn how their brain works and how their points of view and perceptions form the basis of their human experience. His style is irreverent, but always kind of kind and caring. For more information on Roger, go to ADHDcoachnyc.com. Uh, our show was pre-recorded. Um, I hope you really enjoy it. He was the perfect person as a guest for this show. Um, absolute blast. An incredible coach. Um, I think you'll really learn a lot from his perspective and what he brings from the theater and ADHD coaching. So we hope you enjoy the show.
0: So, Roger, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. This is, uh, I'm excited to do this.
1: This is, uh, you know,
0: Roger. I've learned over the years that sometimes you just get an idea, and it's
1: best just to reach out to guests and just really kind of make it happen. And everyone, I'm really excited about uh, our show tonight in uh, the particular topic. Uh, you know, Roger, years ago I interviewed Dr. Russell Barkley on ADHD and his. His uh, executive function deficit disorder theory and that ADHD is really one of self-regulation and he says in that model uh, you, a couple things you have to regulate. One of them is your emotions, me, attention and the other one is your emotions and even though emotions are not a part of the diagnostic criteria, uh, as he describes it's just as much a part of ADHD as anything else and uh, yeah. since that time it's fascinating. We've, we've done some interviews with him on that and emotion and working memory among some other things and you know, emotion is really, really some that I see a lot in, in my practice, um, as an ADHD coach, uh, can you share your experience in working with those with ADHD and the emotion regulation side of it?
0: Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, one of the biggest groups that I work with is uh, work with artists and people in the arts, and there's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. there because, you know, the stories we tell in our work life as actors, because I'm also an actor and I continue to do that <clears throat> alongside 17 years as a, as a, as a coach, but you, you, the, the, what we're acutely aware of in our work, we're not always acutely aware of in our life. The stories we tell, the way we, we manufacture and create the experience for the audience is, is very different. Uh, it's the same, it's the same me- um, mechanism, but we don't see it in our life. So, it, it's really, so I see this all the time. In terms of uh, that emotional regulation, the ability to actually... Pause and name it, and to be able to enter into something that is is true for you or has some truth in it. Because I think one of the things we try to do, and I've seen this time and again, is people will will try to go too far in the opposite direction uh, emotionally, and there's not a mm-hmm. kernel of truth. In it, and when there's not mm-hmm. a kernel of truth, they can't latch on to it. And it's like the, it's like you know, uh, I'm going to uh, visualize that I'm a millionaire when you're, you know, you have ten thousand dollars to your na- you know, in a year as, as a thing. It's, it's too far of a jump. And I think we have to be able to connect with some kind of truth in order to enter into a new way of seeing things. And I think that is the key, and that's what actors are great at. In their work and when they can move that and it's kind of how i teach what i teach to non-actors as well how when you move into that new way of seeing seeing things you can actually regulate those emotions because you see things differently you experience things differently that makes sense
1: so yeah, well, so I, 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 am I hearing you say that, like, as an actor, you're aware of it because you're kind of stepping into character and you connect with the truth, but day-to-day life as an individual, you don't recognize your your own self until
0: you kind of pause and kind of name your experience? Is that uh, – Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, we, we, that? Okay. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying because when you're – I mean, <laughs> you live your life. And so you live your stories, you live your, your, your thoughts, you live your experience. Whereas in as actors, you are, you are given a text. And from that text then, you create that reality. And you can do it in a, in a couple mm-hmm. of different ways. There's there's really two ways. There's kind of what they call the outside in, which we, I call technique mm-hmm. the technique, or, or the inside out, which is like the Meisner technique or the, or what the classic classically is known as, as the method, where you manufacture these emotions based on uh, on something in your life. So you bring something in your life. To your work, so that you can cry or get angry or things like that, and you pair them, um, which is which a lot of people are, like. They they work very hard to do. I think you have to have a bo- have have a combination of both as an actor, because if you're in a long-term uh, play or musical, and you know you're doing eight shows a week, and you're if it's a long-running show, there are some days when you've got to make the donuts. And so you have to have some technique yep. where you can manufacture it from the outside in. So there's really two ways in. One is outside yep. in and one is inside out. And that's, I think, what is the, is the, is the secret for us as 80 Deers. Because you, actors, as I said, are great at that in their, in their work, but they forget yeah. about it in their regular life.
1: So um, I just want to kind of back up because we're, 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 we're into the really the good stuff, which is what I really what I wanted to do with this show with, with you, Roger. Um, <laughs> often people with ADHD get emotional where they have some anxiety or they go to flight, fight, or freeze, or they get upset and they blur. And when that stuff happens, they begin to rage out of control and they have some difficulties. And really down-regulating that emotion and kind of switching that is a bit of a challenge for them, um, particularly to pause and kind of make that happen. And one of the keys... Of this show is I really wanted to bring Roger on and talk about it from the theater experience that there's a mindfulness exercise that I think I'm hearing you say, Roger, in order to step into those experience on stage to have emotions or to be in character. And that process to me, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering your perspective. Is it not that much different than when you're uh, in your day to day life, having to pause and kind of down downregulate or, or step into another experience to change those emotions?
0: Absolutely. It, it is a mindfulness kind of experience, right? Oh, absolutely, and I can tell you that that I, almost every actor I know, right before they get on stage or as they're preparing, quote unquote, you know what what they do naturally without even realizing it is they start doing some deep breathing, and that it's you know in through the nose, out through the mouth, smell the flowers, breathe out, uh, blow out the candles. That that really calms and centers. And they mm-hmm. and, and and there's there are things called theater games, and the theater games can be all sorts of different, wonderful or annoying things, depending on your perspective, um, that you d- you do to kind of prepare. And, and but whatever it is, is it is about getting and, and and getting into that center, getting into that center, and and doing some sort of whatever it is for you, mindfulness that brings you into your center. Brings you into the center of where you create, and I and I, I truly believe that that is true for everyone because where that emotion comes when we when it explodes, there's other things that take take over. But at the core, when we are quiet, when we actually can breathe and get into that center, that's where our that's our that's the enactor's creative center. That's where they that's where all their listening and responding happens, um, and how they create real emotions in their work. So wow. mindfulness so, is incredibly I important. Want,
1: yeah, I want to just kind of touch base. Uh, we did a show with Autumn Zatani, uh, I think it was 2004, on um, uh, Season 43 in Sesame Street. It was all about self-regulation. She talked about the curriculum for that particular year, and they talked about how they would model emotions with the puppets to the kids so that they would actually be able to name emotions and kind of pause after they name it. And Roger, you had mentioned that like at the beginning of this type of stuff. So they were modeling that with the kids and then what they would do is they would teach the kids when they felt that emotion, actually to begin to belly breathe, which you're just saying you're, you know, the breathing kind of calms you down and really brings centers. And then the kids would count one, two, three, and then they would kind of go brainstorm to kind of, kind of bring your executive functioning brain kind of in to override the emotion at the time and I just really mirroring that process because I'm really hearing you kind of say the same thing. But my question for you is this when you're getting into that center in that mindful different way, I gotta guess that's a
0: little bit effortful. Like some days it's easier and some days it's harder. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. And there speaks there speaks that's the rehearsal process. Um, that speaks mm-hmm. to the work that you do outside of your work outside you do it at home you do it in in the rehearsal room you're you're experimenting and you're playing with what it is that is truthful and gets you into that place yes there are days um there are days where it's it's harder in the run there are even days when it's hard in the rehearsal room you know because you're still struggling and trying to find i think we lose sight of that that this is a process for our ADDers as well, this is a process. It isn't like yep. one day I'm going to flip a switch and boom, oh, okay, I'm not going to, you know, have an emo- emotional explosions anymore. Bingo, yay, cool. That doesn't work that way, and it's part of... So I, I, I feel like our ADDers need to go into the rehearsal room and experiment and play with these things so that they can start to identify and hook on to what's, what's, what, what is starting to work. Now, in, in acting, there are two different things. On the day you... you Um, there's uh, inside out, outside in. So there's method and there's technique. And technique is that I can manufacture this because I'm uh, what it's going to look like and I can drop into it because I've done it so many times before. So that that technique of being able to manufacture it without having to go into the deep, dark dredges, that comes with time and experience. So when it's hard... Um, what's hard about it is because it hasn't really gotten, and I mean, we're human. So, yeah, some days yep. are harder than others. But when we drop into it, on those days when it's hard, we need to go back into the rehearsal room. We need to go back into that yep. playful way of experimenting with how these emotions get created. And then... Wow. Then do it enough, and this is key. This is why we rehearse. Um, You rehearse over and over and over, so it can become second nature. And then every actor I've ever seen, when they, you know, on opening night, right before they get on stage, they close their eyes, they do it, they do whatever it is they do. Then they take a deep breath and they walk out. And if they're in their head, they're going to screw it up. If they are, if they are really release all that hard work becomes second nature and you can actually interact and listen and respond. And it comes very, very, becomes very, very real because we've done the work, because we've done the work in advance. This,
1: this is, this is really, this is really cool, Roger.
0: Uh, I think this is really good stuff. Um,
1: I want to come back. I want to go to break right now. and we come back, I want to relate that to um, a little bit of my experience in kind of athletics. It's, it's the same thing. It's just a different kind of topic. Um, for our listeners out there, I encourage you to go check out Roger's website it's adhdcoachnyc.com again he is an accomplished experienced adhd coach he mentor coaches and he's also a very accomplished um actor he's worked definitely in the theater and on tv shows etc stuff so he definitely knows what he's talking about um our secret word tonight is roger and with that we'll be right back after these messages your life your world your choice this is attention talk radio Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com/atr. That's addca.com/atr. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Get it right with Omega Bright, the premier natural advanced Omega-3 formula for improved attention and focus. Omega Bright was formulated by Dr. Carol Locke while on faculty at Harvard Medical School and was the first high concentrate Omega-3 on the market. Omega Bright is recommended by New York Times bestseller and leading ADHD authority, Dr. Ned Hollowell, who takes Omega Bright and recommends Omega Bright to all his patients. Order Omega Bright today. Visit omegabrite.com or call one 800
0: Enter code ATTENTION on checkout for the chance to win a month's supply of Omegabrite.
1: Make every moment
0: count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is Timetimer.com.
1: Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrow-cast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And now, back to
0: Attention Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We are here with ADHD coach and actor Roger DeWitt having a great conversation about the uh, the process of really kind of managing emotions. And Roger, being an accomplished actor and ADHD coach, I think did a spectacular job really kind of breaking things down uh, with a lot of really good stuff here. And at the, before the break, um, he was talking about the practice and the rehearsal and stuff. And I have to tell you, Roger, it really resonated with me uh, when you started playing rehearsal. Cause in the athletic world, for me, it's practice. And I know, um, as an athlete, when I would get ready for like Olympic trials or NCAAs or, or nationals, there was a certain amount of, you were trying to manage your emotions, um, to heighten them at a, a point in time, I think it was a little bit easier for me as an athlete to some of those things because they only came along every once in a while for you. If you're doing a, a play or something, you're, you're having to get into character maybe eight times a week. It's a little bit more consistent, maybe a little bit harder, but I, I will tell you that there was a methodology that, that I would go through of a one kind of down regulating kind of like, almost getting kind of depressed and then starting to amp up. I used a lot of music to kind of step into it. I don't think I was necessarily as good as, as you are, but um, I would actually literally practice that um, on a regular basis to try to manage my emotions to kind of get into where I wanted to be um, after a period of time and, and actually kind of manufacture it, which is I'm hearing what – you're tactically, you've got a couple of techniques that you manufacture and you rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it until you can kind of step into it. It's fascinating to me about that, that whole process. Um, when you're working with people with ADHD um, and you're helping them with this, in that rehearsal room, is it
0: easier for those with ADHD or harder? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it, 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 well, it's interesting. It depends. Um, I think, the the novelty of rehearsing and getting into it and the thrill of opening night the uh, the how how much it takes if you're doing a TV show you know there's constant turnover there's constant movement so there's that's that's there's a lot of interest there where I think yep. with actors if they have ADHD um, sustaining that interest for long periods of time so you know I did Phantom of the Opera for four and a half years and I did almost I did 16, over 1,600 performances of uh, of that show, oh, and yep. you know, the, the it, doing a show show for four and a half years, eight shows a week, um, fifty weeks out of the year is is, is a, a lot of repetition. And so, what can happen for act for actors who are in that situation is one is they get bored, um, they start to phone it in, which is mm-hmm. th- anathema or they start to create interest and I and sometimes they screw around on stage sometimes and I that drives me nuts as an actor um, you know if the audience if I feel like the audience can see it then it's it's this that ain't that ain't cool um, the other thing that can happen is you you create some something that's new and and, and so what will sometimes happen in shows long running shows, is the director will have to come in and clean all the quote unquote actor improvements up because to keep it interesting they're trying new things and they're doing new things and they're new yep. line readings and there's new and it it becomes then the show that doesn't didn't um wasn't the, the show that the mm-hmm. the director directed so um. Mm-hmm. i think it's I think the variety the intensity the interest is is really great for the a d h d brain yep. sustaining it for long periods of time can be challenging i think um yeah that's I, that's what I would say and i've experienced yep. actors that I think are a d h d who really started to mess up uh things in their career because they they uh needed that variety they didn't have it interesting interesting
1: so So far, we've been talking about the theater and a little bit of athletics about how you kind of – shift your mind into emotion um so if we if you we were to take away the, the theater side of it and the athletic side when you're coaching somebody with ADHD and you know they're very emotional about something they're they have like a negative belief system that they're talking and they kind of get wrapped up into that and really trying to help them kind of catch their emotions and kind of pause and kind of work with them to kind of step into where they're going to go would you say that process is a little bit of the same it's just kind of moving forward in life, not necessarily preparing for the a, a, a play or something.
0: Um, I, I, here's what I would say um, in in terms of in terms of helping somebody with with ADHD, they have to be able to think about their thinking. They have to be able, and that's what actors do. They think about thinking. They think about what it what Why would somebody say this? How would they say this? What would they, What would it look like? And I think. When we're in it, we're – I'm not exactly sure what you mean by kind of like living your life or preparing for your life. I think what I would describe it as uh, is this is, um, this is where we actually have to pause – this is where the, AD, the coaching session is so incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. Because the coaching session is a natural pause. So they're going to be talking, they're going to be emotional, they're going to have their feelings, they're going to be talking the same and I'm outside of their bubble, I'm a, outside of their fishbowl. My favorite st- saying is, I don't know who discovered water, but I guarantee you it was not a fish. And, and, <laughs> that's, and that speaks so to, we live in our own be- fishbowl of our own beliefs, we live in our own, that's why you can see other people's problems so clearly and not your own, and that's, it, it's, that's how we are. So the coaching session is a natural a natural pause where we invite our ADHD client to actually pause long enough to actually look at what's going on and we reflect, we notice their language we're, we're using all these skills of that we, we learn as coaches to to listen to not only what they say, but how they say it, what's repeated, all of those things that indicate those beliefs, those that perspective. Because we don't see the world as it is; we see that we live the world of our perceptions. And so, it's our perceptions that create these our reality. Change your perceptions, you change your reality. And I think that is super important for an ADDer. Yes, there's biological issues that we have to deal with. That's why having a trained ADHD coach is so incredibly important. Um, because you need as an ADD you need both, you need somebody who understands the ADD, you also need somebody who understands the, the thinking process, the way we create a reality and so so yeah, I think, I think when you help somebody who has these down regulating or up regulating emotional issues, we have the techniques to actually calm the amygdala that 's screaming and the emotion and the and uh, and help them deal with the emotional flooding that seems to take over. And 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 quite frankly, I mean, that's getting in touch with your breath. Sometimes it's really hard to get in touch with your breath. So you again, you do it outside um, the, the when uh, of when you're in an emotional flooding experience. You've got to do it outside of it, because if you mm-hmm. try to do it in it, it's going to be really really hard. So that's that's kind of like you rehearse. That's again kind of we go back to the rehearsal process. You rehearse that so that when you have that experience, you can access it. And I think that's a slow yep. process for an 80-deer, but, it's, but wh- as they start to get it, and you see it, I know, Jeff, you see it with, with your clients. Um, I see it with mine. When, as they start to get it, all of a sudden, oh, my God, life starts to change for them. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, gosh, what do I do? Because what. I love love that. I want to expand upon it, but I don't want to get us interrupted. So let's go to break and do the the next commercial set and come back and kind of expand on that because I really like a lot of what you said. It's the thinking process um, and changing your perception and kind of changing your reality. So um, everyone, Roger DeWitt, go check out his website. It's ADHDcoachnyc.com. Our secret word tonight is Roger. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every
0: moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is Timetimer.com.
1: You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call two zero six six three two nine four nine seven and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. The Attention Talk Network has over 450 interviews and more than 210 hours of programming, which is overwhelming if you think about it. That's why I've made my list of top 10 favorite Attention Talk Radio interviews. Download the list at www.digcoaching.com forward slash ATR. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back. Everyone, we are here with actor and ADHD coach Roger DeWitt. And um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're doing a lot of thinking about the thinking process and uh, the shift that takes place, whether you're uh, an actor or an athlete or we're really just now talking about a person who's going about life that needs to shift um, their focus on some things and move forward. And, Roger, before I love what you said, I don't know who uh, discovered water, but it wasn't a fish. Um, I, you know, we live in our reality so much. It's, it is, it's, it's there. It's kind of hard for us to but Really, a lot of what I'm hearing you say is, is in work with clients, we, we mirror back and we help them adjust their perceptions, just like an actor might go through the exercise of adjusting um, their perception, like when they get on stage, and you do that through rehearsal and practice over a period of time so that it makes it a little bit easier. Am I
0: oversimplifying that or misrepresenting that, your thoughts? No, no, it's, it's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, we, you know, the fishbowl analogy, I love it, because we are yep. sitting outside of the, the – as a coach, I'm sitting outside of their fishbowl. So they're living in their fishbowl. But, and, and as a fishbowl, I can look through it. I'm not in it with them. So I'm not like going, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I hate them or whatever it is. But I can see through it and I can see how they see their world by looking through their fishbowl. And here's when it, so absolutely. So that thinking about your thinking, that pausing, that understanding and knowing with the reflecting and the mirroring and feedback, all of that helps us become aware of how we are being in this world. And that is, a direct correlation. Every good actor needs a good director, and and the difference is, as coaches, you know, we're not, we don't direct, but but the best directors never tell you what to do. They create an environment around you that is so powerful that you naturally move in that direction. Uh, the the gentleman who just won the best director, uh, David Cromer, I've worked with him twice, and he. He is a master at creating an environment of how he wants things to be. That are, it's so compelling that the actors go in that direction naturally. So he doesn't say, do this, just like we as coaches don't say, do this. We create a space for our clients to actually see how they are experiencing and how they're seeing and how they're being in the world and then moving from that place. Um, Yeah, God, you articulated that so well.
1: Um, the, the, I, well, I think what the emphasis of the show what I reached out to originally was really to kind of get outside of the 80s world and talk about you as an actor and what you do like, methodically to get there every day and, and, and that profession of yours and say listen there's a system to this and if you come over to the 80s side there's a system to this and making that adjustment and you go through that stuff you breathe you step into it you rehearse and practice and a lot of times you need that direction. you need somebody out there, that fishbowl to kind of move forward and I really wanted to highlight and illustrate that this isn't just the individual, there's a methodology to this, and if you latch onto it and you work at it, you can actually get there. I mean, it's, 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 it makes all the sense of the world. It just takes
0: some um, intention and some willfulness and some, you know, roll up your sleeves a little bit, and you can make it happen. Absolutely, Jeff. And, and the thing, you know, the, the parallels, you, pr- you bring such a, an important parallel. You know, as an athlete, you, you, get your, you, you start thinking, you know, what's that study where, you know, they, they looked at people who were doing uh, free throws and the people who were seeing them make yep. free throws. And, and uh, the, the people who were visualizing it were, I forget whether it was as good or be- did a better job. Yep. And it's that sense of it is the same thing when you have to step into the skin of the person that you want to become as an actor, the same way we have to step into that skin. And we are aware, uh, so acutely aware of our thought process, our thinking process, so that we can then like, mold it to be who we want to be. And, and we need a director out there to say, okay, yeah, this is working great. This over here, we need to go in a little diff- different direction. And, and I think mm-hmm. that mi- having a, a coach, that, that mirror is. But it's, it's you know, it, we use all our senses. Just like you as an athlete yep. use all your senses. Yep. We use all our senses as actors, too. There's an old, old joke that says, you know, how can you ever make sense out of a musical where in the middle of a, uh, you know, a scene somebody breaks out into song? And the rationale is when you feel something so deeply that you can't speak the words, you have to sing it. And and there's this mu- there's a musical you bring mu- I bring music into coaching, um, as a as a, a mood elevator or a mood uh, down regulator. Um, you you yep. you bring visualization, you know NLP kind of like see it, smell yep. it, touch it, taste it. Um, creating a backstory as an actor, you know we, we one of the things sometimes you'll do as an actor is is, is you'll write your history. You know, and, and mm-hmm. that's, we can, and the beautiful thing about this as, as human beings is we can rewrite things. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of there's only three things in life we can control how we want to see a situation, how we want to be in a situation, and then what we do. So, how we see it is our perspective. So, we can change our mm-hmm. perspective. Actors change perspectives all the time. How we want to be. We're going to decide how we want to go through it. Do we want to go through it with joy, with laughter, with pain, with sorrow, with frustration? Once we choose that, then we say, you know, I choose I want to go through this uh, as a, you know, as, an, as a character. I want to go through this scene as, as in, a, in a way of c- pensiveness. You know, okay, well, what's my perspective that I'm going to hold in that's going to, that I'm, I'm going to come from that's going to make me pensive? And then you see it from that perspective, and then you do your work, then you do it, and that, that's how it works. So see, So my, my, my favorite thing is be, see, do. How do you want to be? How do you want to see the world? And then the, or a situation And then what do you do? And that's where we become so powerful, because if we are mm-hmm. outside, because if we try to manipulate our outside world, we're going to get frustrated. We can't control other people. We can't control you know this a situation. But we can control how we want to be, and with that knowledge of our own ADHD and using all of our senses, we can actually have a little bit of control in a world where we feel like we have very little control. It's very powerful. So, in one sense, it's kind of, I, I just love how
1: this is coming together, Roger. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that the mindfulness practicing of perspective to develop the skills so that you can make it, you can, you can move in that direction that you want to go. I know uh, sometimes as an athlete, sometimes I would sit there and I would do music and visualizations because I, I would watch my brain. i like, I want my brain to do this now. I want it to be in this mood right now. I want it to see this right now. And I would use these types of tools to kind of beat my brain at its own game to will. Hopefully, move it in the direction that I wanted to. Um, particularly from an emotional perspective, because I needed to, I needed my amygdala really to go nuts at the right time. You know, mm-hmm. it heightened mm-hmm. that. And there's this this process to it. It takes a little bit of practice to kind of develop it. And I think that today, what I hope our listeners are getting out of this is they're getting a lot of insights and a lot of thoughts about this, and say it's it's effortful. It is thinking about thinking and it's about working with that stuff and often getting somebody to help you whether it's a director or a coach in my world or an ADHD coach if you look at the parallels they're all very very similar it's just a question of latching on and realizing that you're, you're in a fishbowl and getting some help and kind of practice and and work your way out absolutely um, before we wrap this up any last comments or thoughts before we close this out
0: you know i think one the one the one thing too that i would i would add to what you just said is that if, if our amygdala or our, emotional, if it, if our emotions are out of control, w- until we calm those emotions, i.e. really focusing on the breath, on that calming, w- the calming techniques that, that we know to do, we can't actually manipulate it. Because for an add when their amygdala is going off, and, until that amygdala is calm, you can't do diddly. You can't, you can't get yep. out of it. You get hooked into it. So we have to know to calm the amygdala. And then we can do the analysis. And then we can do those other yep. things. But, and I think that's why coaching is so valuable and so important because people just say, well, I'm going to just do better. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to muscle through it better. And, and that's, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. We've got to be able to and, analyze it after the fact. And that's why when those moments happen, they're a gift because if you analyze them after the fact, you can actually do something with it. So –
1: Stage beforehand, you're there back there taking those deep breaths and kind of moving in that direction. Emotional down-regulation is the same thing. We talked about from uh, Sesame Street's perspective, you start to breathe, you count one, two, three, you down-regulate, and you're moving yourself in that direction. I know as an athlete we actually really kind of do the same thing. So it's, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you can do this. Really, I have to latch onto it. So with that, Roger, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, my God, this was a blast.
0: Thank it's, you. Thank you so much. It was an absolute much.
1: blast. Everybody, you, you need to go out and learn more about Roger. Uh, his uh, website is
0: ADHDcoachnyc.com.
1: Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tech Talk Radio. Catch you next week. Take care.